Coming up on BYU Football with Kalani Sitake, the Cougars battle the Bulldogs and fall in Fresno. The coach recaps that game and looks ahead to Las Vegas. Plus, junior linebacker Adam Pulsifer joins us here in Studio C, where BYU Football with Kalani Sitake starts now. Sitake wants no part of the sideline. Look, he'll spin and come back in just to try and run somebody over. Open is Sitake, wide open. What's Kalani Sitake? What a nice job on Gerard Newby. BYU wins it for Lavelle Edwards. Kalani Satake as the new football coach at BYU. It's great to be back home. The kick is on its way. It is good! It is good! The Cougars have it! I'm very lucky to be coaching these young men. Bo loads up down the far sideline. There's the catch! Handoff Squally stops at the five. Into the end zone he goes! This is BYU Football with Kalani Satake, presented by Ken Garf Orr, with your host, the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening once again, Cougar Nation. Welcome back inside the BYU Broadcasting Building in Provo, Utah, for our Week 10 edition of BYU Football with Kalani Satake. We invite BYU fans to be a part of our live studio audience each week. Reserve your free seats by going to BYUCougars.com slash Satake Show. And join the conversation on Twitter using hashtag Satake Show. We'll be using your questions for Coach Satake and Adam Pulsifer later. Last week at this time, he was in disguise during our BYU Sports Halloween Spooktacular at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Yeah, that's what he looked like last week at this time. Uh, this week, he's back in uniform as uh, head coach of the Cougars. And let's bring him on out and get the show going. Please welcome BYU's head coach, Kalani Satake. Left is good. Good to see you. What's up, guys? If it works, that's the way I'll go from now on. How'd that feel coming left? A little different. Yeah, I'm left-handed, so it works. Okay. <laughs> you uh, last week we showed the pic of you uh, with, with the dreads. Do you do you miss the dreads as much as I missed my my wig last week? Yeah, I, I enjoyed having hair for a couple hours. You stayed in character the whole time too. That was impressive. So yeah, um, impressive slash annoying probably a little <laughs> bit, but hey, it's all good. It was. I wanted to laugh most of the time, but. Uh, <laughs> You're lucky I didn't sing my songs, you know. I had, I had a whole playlist ready to sing. Um, during the Trunk or Treat, I was singing. The Rio Millie Vanilli was singing. So it was a lot of fun. I, I don't know if it was scary enough for, for people, but uh, the fans liked it, and I, I liked our, the opportunity that we had to be involved with the community. Our players really loved it, and the, the student athletes, the other sports that were involved, um, it was a lot of fun. So just really appreciate our fans. It was a great night, ton of fans out, and we had a, we had a, we had a fun time on set. So uh, BYU was in Fresno this past uh, Saturday night, and you were there in that stadium for the first time in 19 years. How much of your previous Fresno State experience came back when you rolled up uh, there in 2007? Um, well, both were losses, so uh, that, that wasn't fun, you know. Um, I, think, I think when I went there in 98, uh, you might have told me the stat. I had one rush for one yard, so imagine if I had... 20 rushes what yeah. could have happened you know yeah. so um 20 yards yeah. <laughs> thanks greg yeah hard earned yards no i um i mean it was nice to be in fresno i i, I like their fans you know they're they're kind of rowdy but um i just wish we could have won won the game and that uh as a player it doesn't doesn't really matter that seems so long ago but uh for these players and for our fans really want to want to win the game and uh we had a great showing we had a lot of fans there and, and they're there to support us and um, you know, just uh, really unfortunate we weren't able to get the win. But 
uh, we were able to sing, sing the fight song to them and show them our appreciation and hopefully we can learn from this and, and get better and do, do better in front of our fans in Vegas this weekend. Fresno State was playing for bowl eligibility. You were playing to keep postseason hopes alive, as it turned out. And uh, they, they scored on their first two drives of the game. And so uh, you're down 10-zip uh, still in the first quarter. Yeah, that was frustrating. I thought our defense would, would be able to show better, especially up front and stopping the run. Um, you know, the, uh, they, they got on us quick, and, and they were committed to running the ball. They, they ran the ball quite a bit in that game, and they were really careful. And quarterback uh, uh, made wise throws. And, um, you know, they, they, uh, we had a chance to try to make it, uh, tie it up at, towards the end, had a couple chances, and uh, just got, got into the hole way, way too deep to crawl out of it. But, um, you know, we felt like we could have won that game, and, and even during it and even at, at halftime with some of the issues and the adversity that we hit, even with the injury to, to Tanner. But, uh, yeah, it just uh, sucks that we lost that game. Since you've been the head coach, Kalani, BYU's lost only once when you lead after the first quarter, and you've never lost when you lead at halftime. And teams always want to play with the lead, of course, but when you guys play out in front, you're a really effective football team, and uh, slower starts have been kind of a problem uh, for the team this year, not getting out in front. Well, we should try to get the lead in the first half and try to uh, – that was seven. That's always advisable. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. if that's what the numbers say, then we should try to do us everything we can in just the first half <laughs> to win the game and, and um, you know, just try to hang on to the end. But, um, yeah, just, just – uh, I mean, we're all searching for answers and looking for ways to, to perform better and get the win. And, uh, you know, we, we, take it, we take it hard. Our, our players definitely do. And uh, it's just some of, the, some of the things that we have to face now with adversity and – um, you know, being in this in this uh, this position where we're not going to a bowl game and um, trying to find a way to fight back and play for our seniors in the last three games and uh, try to make the most of the season. Uh, we still have opportunities to, to play in, in front of our our fans who are great and and uh, appreciate us. And I'm definitely thankful for them. And, and I, I express our our love and gratitude from our our players too. But it's just uh, it's just easier to show your appreciation when you can get get some wins. We saw the touchdown scored from Squally, and uh, he didn't get any first-quarter carries, but once he got in the game, he played, I think, his best game as a Cougar. He's, he's had more yards than other games, but I don't think he's run as well and as hard and yet patiently and aggressively at the same time as he did in this game. He was tremendous. Yeah, I thought, I mean, this is, this is the Squally that we, we all hoped that would be here, and I think, um, you know, looking at some of the, the things that he had, he had to overcome a, a bunch of injuries and, and uh I think he's feeling really good now. Obviously, you saw in the game and in, in this touchdown run, he showed a lot of a lot of patience and the ability to trust his line. I think he gives a lot of credit to the line opening holes for him. But um, yeah, probably should have given the ball more and and uh, try to find ways to to, to get, put the game on his back a little bit. I thought we could have owned the we owned the front and uh, found ways to, to to advance downfield. You know, and um, probably have to do a little bit more of that this week. We'll see. He had uh, 12 carries on the night. Before he was injured, uh, Tanner Mangum was having, again, one of his better games, I thought, uh, of the season. Uh, it seemed like he, he gained confidence as the game went along. Tempo uh, suited him and looked more in charge and command. And uh, it was a shame what happened to him because I thought when he was out there, he was playing pretty well. Would you agree? Or how do you feel about it? Yeah, I thought he's had, I mean, we, we kind of felt like he was starting to, it's really starting to feel it, you know, towards the, uh, the, the last couple games. And, and um even running the running the ball, you could see that he was a, feeling a lot more confident in his in his uh, ankle, and um, you know he made some really good throws. And, and um, uh, it was just it was just bad timing, and, and his injury was, was unfortunate for him, you know. And it ends the season, and uh, had a successful surgery yesterday, and so hope, hopefully he can uh, 
uh, get back to us as soon as he can. But um, more than anything, we're concerned with his health, and that's the one thing that we're worried about. Yeah, the game's major storyline, of course, beyond the, the final result are the injuries. That's the first half when he retweaks the previously sprained ankle, but he comes back after uh, he comes back after halftime and, and gets himself back in the game, and then he's playing in the fourth quarter when, when the Achilles injury happens. And, and Kalani, you were uh, on the radio with us post-game when, when I guess you kind of got the word that it was that serious for him. Yeah, and, and he, he knew it right away. I mean, he, he knew it right away and, and, and was even saying that on the sideline that he, he heard it pop and um, just hoping that it was something else, you know. But um, we have a good training room staff, and they took care of him. And, and um, yeah, just he was starting to feel it. And I thought, I thought that, uh, you know, he was on a roll for a little bit and uh, just, just hate to see uh, people get hurt or players get hurt and especially guys that just came, came back from an injury. So I uh, wish him the best, and we'll, we'll be there to support him and help him along his way to recovery. So many recent season-ending injuries for BYU's quarterbacks, and uh, how, how does this one in particular hit you, knowing all that Tanner's gone through uh, before the season and in the season itself? Well, he's gone through a lot of things, um, you know, to, to get here and to, to be able to play with us and be with his team, and um, he, he's had a bunch of adversity, and so... Uh, this adds to it and just hate to pile it on him, but um, he's a fighter, so he'll, he'll find a way to get through it. And he has a great support uh, with his teammates and his brothers and those, uh, his family. Everyone will be there for him. Um, so right now, football's out of the question. We just need to be there for him uh, emotionally and give him all the support we can to help him fight back from this. You said he's had the surgery already. Uh, are there some ballpark expectations for a window, a time frame? Everyone's <clears throat> different, I guess, but what do you think? We don't know the... the, the um, exact time but we we do know that it was successful and it was a different type of surgery uh i guess it's the technology just keeps getting better and better so uh we'll, we'll see how how he progresses in, in getting back the mangum injury uh leaves you with the three quarterbacks in the mix for the unlv game in in bohaj uh, joe critchlow and cody wilstead uh we're early in the week but it is a short week so you already kind of have to have a sense of, of how you're going to go here on the weekend what are your uh early week uh, inclinations or gut feeling on this thing well, I mean, um, you know, as we look at our guys and, and uh, obviously don't like seeing Tanner go down, but we, we have to have an open competition to get the right guys on the field and give them a chance to compete and give us a chance to win. And so we've kind of opened it up a little bit and, and to see who's going to um, emerge as the guy. I think we have an idea. I don't want to give our game plan away, but, um, you know, all three quarterbacks are going through some things to, to get them ready to play, whether it's a lack of experience or... Uh, some other issues, that, you know, Bo, everybody knows he's had injuries ahead of, uh, earlier in the season. So um, the best one will play and, and the best one and the most healthy will play. Now, Wilstead was expected to redshirt, but is he still in the mix to, to be yeah, involved? I, well, he, he, he said himself that he just he's good, he doesn't want to he doesn't see himself being really that old and being here that, for that long. He doesn't want to be an old senior and, and he's a smart guy who will do well in school. So I think he just wants to do what he can for his team, even if it's just for a few plays. And I appreciate his, um, you know, his willingness to just help the team. And, and um, when it's easy right now at 2-8 and eight for him to say, oh, I'll just cut out and, and wait for next year. But um, he's about helping the team win and um, in any capacity and whatever that may be, uh, however many reps he gets. So it's nice to have guys that are all about the team and willing to give up their year. What do you think uh, is possible or what are your expectations for the final three games then at this point? Well, all I care about is this next one and trying to find a way to win. That's, um, that's the key is, is winning this game. Be in Vegas, we'll have a, a strong following, as, as we always do everywhere we go play. And 
Um, I think in, in order for us to, to win, we need to be aggressive again. And regardless of who's playing the quarterback, you know, we, we need to find ways to perform like we did against San Jose and, and uh, get some chunk plays, get some big plays, and, and um, on defense create turnovers. You think you could have been more aggressive at Fresno looking back on it, or do you feel like Possibly. it was played? I mean, I mean I, I'd like to just be at the point where you're saying we're too aggressive, you know. <laughs> and so, yeah, so someone make me say stop. You know? So that's, uh, that's kind of how it is. It's just like just let it go and nothing, nothing to lose now. So definitely nothing to lose except for the game. And we've already tried the other way, so uh, let's, just, let's just go at it. And if it's over-aggressive, then I'll be the guy to say slow down. But right now I'm saying put your foot down on the gas and go. All right, we are caught up. We're taking our first break. We, As we do, we want you to know that you can enjoy a full hot breakfast buffet, dinner Monday through Wednesday, a kitchen and a large grassy backyard along the Provo River Trail, all at the residence in Marriott in Provo. When we come back, BYU back at Sam Boyd Stadium. We preview BYU and UNLV next. This is BYU Football with Kalani Satake. BYU Football with Kalani Satake is presented by Ken Garf Volkswagen of Orem, a proud supporter of BYU and the Cougar community. We hear Cougs. <laughs> All right, there we are. Last week's uh, BYU Sports Halloween Spooktacular. My microphone. Yeah, there's, uh, there's the guy behind Millie Vanilli and Ron Burgundy. And then there was uh, Garth and Wayne there from Wayne's World with Spencer and, and Jerem. Fun night out at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. There's our guy. And welcome back to BYU Football with Kalani Sitake. We're here at the Studio C. And Kalani, you know, everyone would love to be something different than 8-2-8, eight, and eight, but that's where we are. And yet uh, we still get fans in here every week to, to support you and the program. I know you appreciate that. Yeah, and I, I express my, my appreciation to the fans. And um, I feel it. I mean, there's a lot of... A lot of great support that we get from um, win or lose, you know, and, and uh, um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan first, so I, I, I side with them, and I feel the frustration as well, and I'm looking for ways to eliminate that. So um, we're going through some tough times right now, and I promise you the, the support and the love that you give us is, is helping us get out of it. Okay, thank you. Uh, we look ahead now to BYU and UNLV. Two and eight Cougars, four and five Rebels. They've won back-to-back games. They were two and five a couple of weeks ago, and they're uh, they're two wins away now from bowl eligibility with three to play. So that's a, it's a really fired up and motivated squad you're going to face on Friday in Vegas. You yeah, it's on the line. And, and they beat they beat the team that just beat us. You know, so um, I'm sure the matchups are way different. And uh, yeah, but I think we're a pretty upset team right now too. So there's a lot of things that get taken away from our players and. Um, you know, the opportunity to go to a bowl game for the seniors. And so we had no choice but to take it out on them and, and to make most of the trip. I mean, we're going to Vegas. And so uh, although we'll only be there for a short time, that's going to be our bowl game. It's going to be these last three games. You know, we have to go and, and just find a way to just take out our frustrations on these next opponents. BYU's played well in Vegas historically. Cougars undefeated all time when they're on the road at UNLV. Uh, BYU's 8 no when they play Vegas in Sam Boyd Stadium. Then there are some other bowl games they've played too, but when they play UNLV down there, it's gone well, and BYU fans have really shown up down there too. Yeah, strong following everywhere, and uh, Vegas is a place that, that we know will get support. We had a fan fest there earlier this year, and uh, tons of fans were there and, and great support. So uh, looking forward to them coming you know, to the game, and, and um, you know, it'll be a great Friday night. BYU last played the Rebels in Vegas back in 2009, 10 years prior 
Uh, you played your one game at Sam Boyd Stadium back in 1999, but you played Vegas other times during your BYU career. What do you recall about uh, playing UNLV as a, as a conference foe back in the day? I mean, I don't remember much. I mean, I, I, I have a bad memory, so... Um, and then I, my, my game, I mean, my playing was so really insignificant. I mean, that's probably because there's no other option to throw the ball, so I, I was that guy, you know, but... <laughs> Um, just, I loved all my time playing, and, and I, I remember all the experiences I had with my teammates. Maybe, maybe not the scores and everything, but just loved playing uh, this game, and, and really proud of the opportunity I had to represent the school. You know, and that's about as high as I could jump right there. But I, <laughs> I, uh, I loved loved my time, and, and really enjoyed playing for BYU. And, I just hope our guys feel the same way. Our fans in studio and those watching on television, we're seeing some highlight clips of Kalani against UNLV, including that hurdle. I think that deserves a second look, by the way. <laughs> well. Was... <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Yeah, well. Uh, the ball, ball security wasn't my, 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 uh, my deal. So no, I, I, when our players, I first got the job, I talked about protecting the football and then I showed all these pictures of me not protecting the football <laughs> and basically said don't do what I did just do what I say you know so uh it's it's a perfect example of how not to do it and if they would have gave the ball more to me then I would have been able to take care of the football better but a little more practice with ball security exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's talk about the Rebels a little bit they've had three quarterbacks throw passes this year you've had four uh the new starter has gone from quarterback to linebacker, of all things, and then back to quarterback. His name is Johnny Stanton. The other guy, dynamic runner, 500-plus yards for Armani Rodgers. And you might see both guys this week. They played both guys last week. Yeah, and, um, I mean, they're, they're committed to running the ball, you know. So um, Stanton is a big kid. And, and uh, yeah, so when you go from linebacker back to quarterback, that's – I don't know if that's ever really happened much, you know. But uh, he runs the ball like a linebacker, and hopefully he throws like a linebacker. But <laughs> – um, he's, they're really good players, and, and, and UNLV has found some momentum in being able to use both of them. And uh, it's a huge credit to Coach Sanchez and that, that staff. I mean, they, they're smart in use, using their, their talent, and um, you know we have to be committed to stopping the run and uh, didn't do, what, do it well enough against Fresno State and did, did it in, in, in certain um, drives, but not well enough to win the game. And so we have a, a chance to make up for that right now and then being able to stop a, a dynamic running uh, running back at QB. Yeah, and you got that. The run game, they're 10th nationally right now in yards per rush. Mm-hmm. They have 24 rushing touchdowns already. Uh, Lexington Thomas, uh, the running back, is a 1,000-yard guy, and, and they still can throw it. Devontae Boyd has been there a long time. Uh, it's mm-hmm. a senior season now, and he's as good a wide receiver as the Mountain West will put out there too. So whether running it or throwing it, uh, they're, they're, they're certainly going to challenge uh, any defense they play. Those two guys are good. Yeah, and they, I mean, they have you know, a lot of big-time playmakers, and, and uh, I think where we try to have the advantage is definitely at, at the line scrimmage. And so the best way to stop the run is with the D-line. The best way to stop the pass is with the D-line on a pass rush, and um, that's going to be a lot of what we do. Obviously, we feel good about um, our skill being able to match up, and, and we're going to have to find ways to um, be aggressive and maybe pressure a little bit more than normal. But um, that, that way we can stop the run and, and, and hopefully affect the pass and create some turnovers. So that's a, that's a game plan. There hopefully is. UNLV's not paying attention. But, <laughs> no. Well, as productive as UNLV it's every be, down. Yeah, there it is. Uh, as as productive, productive as they are on offense, defensively they're, they're a little bit more generous. Uh, five teams have scored 30 or more on them. Four teams have gotten to 40 or plus on them. Um, if you hope to have figured some things out late here in the season offensively, uh, there have been some yards and points to be had against these guys. Yeah, and, and um, 
you know, I, I think the opportunity is there for us to make plays on offense and uh, get some big plays and, and get some, um, if we can get big play production and, and get some momentum, I think we'll be good. That's uh, give our guys, uh, whoever's playing quarterback, some some uh, confidence. And um, But again, our O-line should be a, a strength for us and uh, we should be able to push push them around a little bit at the line of scrimmage. So hopefully we can hang our hat on that and, and see what happens, whether we're passing the ball or running. Okay, first segment, we kind of recap. this. We, we looked ahead on this one, and then coming up in the next segment, Kalani, we've got linebacker Adam Pulsifer joining us. And as banged up as your linebackers have been, Adam's been given an expanded role, and he's, uh, I think he's done well with his time. Yeah, and he's, um, you know, a lot of people don't know about, about Adam, but he's a, he's, he's a great leader and uh, just does things the right way, you know, and, and uh, whether he's on the field or off the field, he's a guy that I can trust. Um, and so he, he, it's why he's played so many different positions and why he has, I think he's the only linebacker that's played at diff- all three positions this year. And um, he's smart. He understands the game. He could play any of the 11 positions on defense. And if we wanted him to, he's, he's a, a, a smart enough guy to play offense, too. So a cover corner then, Adam, yeah. you think? Uh... Well, I didn't say he would be great at it, but I, <laughs> he, he has he an honor to do yeah. it all. Yeah, I mean, but he, he's a confident young man, and, and, and uh, uh, I just love coaching him, you know. So um, just look forward to him making more plays. We get him another year, and um, his leadership leadership's starting to show a lot more, and um, he's, a, he's a prime example of what we want here at BYU. All right, Adam Pulsifer is coming up next. As we head to break, letting you know that at Ken Garf Volkswagen of Orem, they're excited to announce their new dealership is opening its doors this month. Visit the new showroom on University Parkway. Ken Garf, we hear Cougs. After the break, he joins us live in Studio C. Adam Pulsifer with the coach and me right here. He'll take your questions, too. This is BYU Football with Kalani Sitake. Welcome back to BYU Football with Kalani Sitake with your host, Greg Rubel. Welcome back inside Studio C. Use hashtag Sitake Show for a chance to see your questions asked during our Q&A segments coming up a little later on in the show. Time for our player guest segment now presented by Bam Bam's Barbecue, authentic to the bone. And he is one of three players from the town of Temecula and one of five sets of brothers on the BYU football team. Please welcome in junior linebacker, Adam Pulsifer. What's up, Adam? Good to see you. Thanks for coming. All right, get yourself comfortable. You're the first guy that hasn't asked, will this chair hold me? A lot of of the players (laughs) tend to be concerned about that, but they've been load tested. Uh, So I mentioned you're one of five sets of brothers on the BYU football team. Um, You see more time than Addison does because the O-line has been pretty much healthy this year. Not a lot of rotation going on on the O-line. But let's take a few minutes or take a few seconds at least, if he doesn't get a few minutes, uh, and let people know about Addison and, and his role on the team right now. Yeah, so Addison, they moved over to guard. Um, he's a great player. He, he's tall. He's got a, a big frame. And he's put on a lot of weight. Uh, I get to face him every day on scout team. So he moves well. He climbs, climbs quickly. And, you know, it's been fun to, to get to play with him here at BYU. We, we played a little bit together in high school. Um, I was a senior, and he was a sophomore there in that picture. And you can tell he's gained quite a bit of weight since that <laughs> picture. But he's always been a lot taller than you, it looks like. Yep, he has. He, he got the height there. I don't know what happened. Now, you're wearing it. Were you 80? I was. That sounds like a tight end number. What were you? Yeah, so I was a tight end. Then they moved me to fullback running back uh, my senior year. What did you enjoy more, 
So my sophomore year, I played tight end. My brother was the quarterback, my older brother. And so we had a great connection. Is that Andrew? Who's that? Andrew. That's Andrew, okay. Yeah, so he got me the ball a lot, and that was a lot of fun. Yeah, and uh, the defensive mentality, was it always with you? Is it pretty natural for you, or did you have to kind of lose the offensive uh, inklings? Defense is fun. Football is for tackling. That's, <laughs> that's what this game's all about, so. Kalani, how, do you, uh, how would you assess the play of uh, Adam, uh, both, uh, you know, from a tactical standpoint and then from a leadership standpoint or off the field? He's fun to coach, and, and, and a, lot, um, a lot of times I'll be able to go and talk to the linebackers about um, some of the things that I'm seeing. He already has it figured out, you know, so uh, it's nice to coach smart guys and, and, and they can uh, pretty much make corrections on their own. But uh, the thing that he does well is he, he's there for his teammates, and they know they can go to him for any support, whether it's uh, the play or any tendencies. And, He's a true student of the game. He's really smart, and he gets the game, and he understands it, and he loves it. And so all you got to do is watch him play and, and see how he takes the field. And um, he never lets up. He's got great effort. And so I, I said he's a perfect example of what we want here at BYU, and, and um, just watch him. For all the young kids that want to play football at BYU, just watch him and do what he does. And, and that carries on to off the field, too. He's just great, does great service and great help for others. And so... Um, lucky to have him as, as a player and, and honored to be his coach. Okay, to ask you, Adam, what was your high school GPA? Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> you don't remember? It was, it was good. It was good. North of four is what I'm told. Um, and uh, scholastically at BYU, what are you doing with your studies and how's that going? Yeah, so I, I finished up the finance program this past year and I'm doing a, an MPA while I finish playing. So uh, just, yeah. it's been fun. In your spare time. Hey. Yeah, the MPA. That's why you come to school. Yeah, you're married to a former Cougar Hoopster as well. She's the yep. former Mackenzie Morrison, Mackenzie Pulse for now. Uh, former high school America, All-American, three-year starter at BYU, all-conference as a Cougar, averaged 10 points a game for her career, made almost 193s in her college career. Um, <laughs> were you playing both sports in high school? Were you basketball as well? I did, I did. Yep. Okay, so uh, you had to have had some friendly, if not some occasional one-on-one, right? <laughs> you guys have played each other, haven't you? Yeah, we, we play more on the same team. Typically, you know, three-on-three three with, with some, of the guys on, or some of the guys on our team or, or some of the girls on her team. Uh, she's a great shooter, and so you can find her in the, the corner kick to her, and, and she can knock any shot down. Well, she's clearly your ringer. If you're playing with a bunch of guys, she was your ringer, right? Yep. You didn't really help hey, much out if it's a bunch of girls playing. Or were, you, were you much help on her team? If it was her team, you... I'm more of a bruiser, you know, <laughs> rebounding. This body's not built for basketball. Who are the guys? Do you, Colin, do you guys have coaches or players still like to hoop it up? Or is that forbidden um, during the season? That's what? what you call it. I don't, I don't know. I, <laughs> nah, during the season, we don't have a lot of time for it. Um, if you want to laugh, come in the offseason and watch the, the uh, f- football coaches try to play. Um, it's just injuries waiting to happen, and so... Uh, but we have a lot of good athletes on the team, and um, you know, and they marry great athletes. And so, hoping to get get the offspring here, get the kids here, so we can <laughs> keep this thing rolling. But they have, um, yeah. I mean, we love watching all the BYU student athletes perform, and uh, it's just nice to see our guys be athletic and be able to do a lot of things. But I'm I'm with Adam. I set picks. That's what we're these bodies are meant meant to do. Before I get to the offspring thing, which coach? Thinks he has game, but really doesn't. Oh, T.O. That's T.O. <laughs> T.O.'s here, I think. <laughs> no, T.O., like, he talks a lot, and so he, he, he throws you off with his words, right? And 
but the game is not really that. I mean, he carries all the time and he travels, but that's what they do in the NBA <laughs> too. So the Tyler Hawes no look pass, yeah, that's Tio's go-to move right there. He's in in the key at least for ten seconds. So. Okay. <laughs> uh, we, we, we mentioned uh, we mentioned uh, kids, and uh, you're expecting your first child here next spring, right? Yeah, we just found that out recently, so we're we're really excited. And that's yeah, how you announced it. Yeah, that was Kenzie's idea. Uh, <laughs> awesome. I leave that to her. Uh, she's good at that stuff. Well, congratulations to you both. And we saw Mackenzie earlier, but she's here in the studio with us. Good to have yeah. you here. Awesome. Yes. We don't we don't know yet if it's going to be a boy or a girl, but we'll find out soon. So. Don't know if she'll play for if he will play for Kalani or if she will play for Juddy. He'll still <laughs> he'll still probably be around. <laughs> well, best of luck either way, and congratulations again. Uh, before we take a break, uh, the linebacking core on which you play has seen all kinds of personnel shifting uh, with injuries and other things going on, and, and you've been one of those guys uh, that's been kind of the next man up all season. Like Kalani said, at every at every different spot, you found a way to contribute. Uh, it's been an interesting year in the linebacking room, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, we've definitely, you know, battled injuries all year. Um, I, I think we knew we had a deep group to start with, um, but to lose guys like Matt and Grant and Phil uh, has been tough. And then other people, you know, battling small injuries, but guys have stepped up and, and tackled well. Um, obviously, the, the season hasn't gone as we hoped as a team, but, um, you know, us as linebackers, we're still bought in. And, you know, we've got goals for, for our defense this week that, that we want to hit. Hope you hit him. Uh, stick with us for one more segment, okay? Yeah. All right. We'll come back with more from Adam Pulsifer. When we do, we'll go to our live audience and social media. This is BYU Football with Kalani Satake. BYU Football with Kalani Satake is brought to you in part by Bam Bam's Barbecue. Authentic to the bone. We are in Studio C with head coach Kalani Satake and junior linebacker Adam Pulsifer. We're taking a Check of our Cougars in the NFL. Jamal Williams on a Monday night game gets his first career touchdown for the Green Bay Packers. Daniel Sorensen, a six-tackle day for the Chiefs on the weekend. And Ziggy Ansah had two tackles and a quarterback hit in that game against Green Bay in a Lambeau on Monday night. So we are back with Adam. And uh, before we get to our Q&A for you, Adam, uh, at 2-8, and eight, uh, there's motivation to play for the seniors, obviously to send them out the right way. But guys like you are back next year, and so you want to springboard into next season with, a, with something positive too. So guys like yourself are, are playing for a little bit of next year too, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. I think you know, guys on our team are, are competitors. We hate losing, and the season's been tough. Uh, but we get another chance this weekend, and you know, that's for our seniors and, and to build for next year. So um, just another chance to play ball. During the commercial break, uh, Kalani, one of our fans was asking about uh, the linebacking core for this week, and you're going to go with Fred and Butch and this guy right here. He's your starting linebacker. Yep, and uh, they're consistent. They'll make big plays for us on Friday. So, um, yeah, looking forward to them getting some turnovers, right? Yep, takeaway time. <laughs> Adam, uh, it's early in the week, but it is a short week with a game on Friday, so you already know a decent amount about UNLV, some impressions yeah. after having watched them and, uh, and, and what, they, what they show. Yeah, running back's a good player, number three. Uh, makes the first guy miss a lot, so our, our priority is stopping him. Rotate in a, another running back, a bigger guy, 35. And then as far as quarterbacks, you know, we'll see who we get, but there's yeah. a couple athletic guys that, that throw the ball well and, and that can move in space. So I think if we, we attack them, keep them you know, on their heels, I think we can set the tone. All right, let's now turn uh, Cougar Nation over to you for a little bit. Let's have some live Q&A, and we'll start here in our audience with uh, Echo Peterson. Hey, Echo, how are you doing? I'm doing good. 
Um, so my question is for Adam. So how much do you bench press and what do you consider your best lift? <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> good question. Good question. Uh, so my max for bench press is 365. Uh, my favorite lift, though, is snatch. I know Justin might be in the room, but I love snatch. It's just, you know, an explosive lift where you can really uh, build that, that explosion that you use in football. So do you know what a snatch is? No, not really. No, we well, can I'll demonstrate show you. real quick. Just where you pick up the bar from the ground and, you know, explosively lift it overhead, okay. keeping it close. So Thank Justin might be able to, to coach it a little better. <laughs> he said he did all right. All right, uh, to Twitter. And uh, Twitter question comes in saying, uh, does the defense or the team have any special or fun traditions you do for away games? And you are away this week. Yeah, I think... Um, you know, anytime we're out on the road together, we get to spend time together. We go out and watch a movie the night before. Um, so that's a good tradition. And, and then just get ready for the game. Watch a lot of football the, the day of if it's a Saturday game. All right, thanks for that Twitter question. Uh, Jerem tells me it came from someone, uh, Twitter handle, at Greg Rubel fan. I don't know if that's actually true or not. <laughs> uh, Jerem says it's true. Okay, we'll go with that. Thanks for being at Greg Rubel fan. I appreciate that. Uh, question uh, number two. Uh, do we have somebody here in studio for another question? Here we go. Hey, how are you doing, Brent? Hey, Brenton Farrell. Good. Go ahead. All right, Adam. So when you're in coverage, which type of coverage do you enjoy playing the most? Man coverage on a specific player? Yeah. Kind of hanging back in zone, or do you like to blitz? Good question. Uh, as a linebacker, I think you got to like to blitz. You get to attack. Um, but I, I like our, our more, you know, man coverage where the backers are free to play zone because you can jump routes and, and really rally to, to the ball. So I would go with that one if I'm in coverage. All right, Brenton, thank you for the question. Appreciate it. And uh, Adam, thank you for coming in. Thanks yeah. for bringing McKenzie, too. Yeah, thank you. Congratulations on the pregnancy, and good luck with that. All right, we're back after this break. At Ken Garth, he's on the board. We're proving things to our customers to see how. Come visit our showroom located on the University Parkway. Ken Garth, we hear Cougs after the break. Your questions for Kalani Satake. This is BYU Football with Kalani Satake. Back after this. Claps the hands, waist high. Handoff, Squally. Stops at the five. Into the end zone, he goes! Squally, Canada scores. That's the exciting play of the game presented by Nissan, a proud partner of the BYU Cougars. Nissan, innovation that excites. Back here in Studio C for more BYU football with Kalani Satake. So we see and we hear the Squally Canada touchdown run. And on that particular play, uh, he wasn't tentative, but he was patient, let a couple things clear, and then uh, charged into the end zone. Great run. Yeah, and he, he knew what our line was trying to do and recognized what the defense was in and um, Knew that there would be a, 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 an opening on the backside of the run, and um, it was really good vision, you know, by by Squally, and uh, he's been practicing and playing really well, and so um, hopefully that continues into this game. What's your running back situation uh, this week? Of course, Squally's back. Uh, uh, does KJ get back in, maybe? Or uh, we're hoping, but um, it's still day to day. I mean, that's that's one of those things that I wish I can confirm that he will play, but um, we're not not sure yet. But it was encouraging the way that Squally played with KJ out last week, sir. Yeah, yeah, and so as soon as we can get KJ back, that'll be good. But uh, Squally, uh, Canada, and Riley Burt, and Austin Kofensis, those guys. Braden does what he does. Yeah, Braden Obakri, and so uh, we, we have a good, good crew right now still. All right, it's that time of the show, and we uh, let our fans go one-on-one with the head coach of the Cougars. We've got live audience and Twitter questions ready to roll, and we'll start here in the studio with Cougar Peterson. Hey, Cougar. 
Hey. So if you could play a position other than fullback at BYU, which one, which one would you play? Quarterback, yeah. <laughs> Quarterback, and, and um, I'd be pretty good at it too, you know. Just throw 60 times a game, stuff like that, yeah. I don't know, that, that, that seems to be why we all loved BYU back in the day, and airing it out, and so I, I'm always, I love seeing that, you know, from the good old days, and hopefully we can get that back. Cougar good back. name, I love your name. <laughs> See ya. Uh, from Twitter, at uh, TB underscore Adamson, is Matt Hadley going to get a medical redshirt and return to play next year? Um, we're still waiting for, uh, uh, I, I guess we are um, petitioning for his redshirt. Uh, he has one available, and so um, we'll hear back from the NCAA as soon as we can and, and uh, confirm whether or not he has that year back. But yeah, he... Hopefully we get that we get that back and see him next year. He wants to play some more. Yeah, yeah. So he he has a, a redshirt year available, and um, I think if it all works out, and if the NCAA grants it, then then it's just a matter of waiting and see. Okay, uh, back in studio for Kevin Peterson. Hey, Kevin. Hey, how you doing, um, Coach? Are you doing anything special right now to keep the team focused and motivated these last three games? I know it can be hard with the rough season we've had so far. I think being consistent and and uh, staying. Um, you know, I talked to the team about um, the Stockdale paradox on Monday, and it's just being that optimism isn't good enough. You know, we need to work and and um, and and, and uh, find ways to to elevate our game. And it's hard to do when things aren't going well, but it's probably one of the more important things to 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 approach right now. And um, me as their leader and as a head coach, I. I mean, this is disappointing. It is, but the only way to to get back on it is to work, and uh, the, to try to be as consistent as possible, and um, also to have a lot of gratitude in what we get to represent. You know, and um, it's a special university, and, and we represent the gospel of Jesus Christ and the way that we play the game. And um, I love this program and love our fans. So that's what we're focused on. Not really focused on the on the record, uh, although a lot of people try to remind us as much as possible. But um, it's it's really important for us now to get through this adversity, and, and if you can push through it, I think uh, there's a lot of reward wait, waiting for us. And do you foresee the pushing through it part to where you'll look back on what this was this season and say, this is part of why we ended up where we did? Can this be an instructive or a formative thing for you? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm learning, we're learning a lot about our team and our program and the things that we need to do to get back to our winning ways, you know, and, and, and give us a better chance to, to be successful. And, and so um, there's a lot of factors that go into it, and uh, you know the the fans and and I owe, I owe it to the fans and and to our players to to make the best decisions and um, they've entrusted me to to get this thing right you know so uh, like I said I'm obligated to them to to do the right things and and to make sure our team is uh, successful and that we're we're back to our, our winning ways. All right, more cute questions coming up, uh, fans. If you're looking for an even more convenient way to shop at Smith's, try Smith's Click List. Order online, then pick up curbside at the store. Visit smithsfoodanddrug.com/clicklist for details. Q and A continues for Kalani after this break. This is BYU football with Kalani Satake. BYU football with Kalani Satake is presented by Ken Garf Nissan of Orem a proud supporter of BYU and the Cougar community. We hear Cougs. It is our final Q&A segment for the coach. Use the hashtag Satake Show every week to get a question in for Kalani. And we're going to go back to our studio audience. We have Link with us. Hey, Link. Hi. Okay, yeah, so my question is, um, if you were a fan in the audience, what question would you ask the coach? <laughs> I don't know, something like, what's my favorite food or something like that. 
And then I would answer everything. <laughs> so I, I, I said it over and over again that I eat until my mouth gets tired because I never get full. So good question. <laughs> Thanks, Link. Uh, Twitter bringing us uh, this question from at the underscore Tomsters. Did you purposely schedule all the warm weather road games at the end of this year? No, I, I mean, Tom Homo is the one that does all the scheduling. So uh, we just see who's on the schedule and then prepare for it. So I didn't realize that. But, yeah, there's a lot of warm weather games. and So we should do well in those. California, Nevada, and Hawaii to end the season. Uh, question from uh, at Barrick Johnson. How do you determine whether to protest a referee's call? Um, they all suck, so... <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I um, the obvious ones, you know, and I, I, I more than anything, I want to hear their explanation for it. And if um, what I can't get refs to do is look at the re- the replay, you know, they won't do it. They just, I guess, they don't like technology. So, um, I mean, if it's playing, I just say, just look at it and tell me that it was pi. And a lot of times they they won't even look at it. But whatever, I, I appreciate it. it's a hard job. I'm glad I don't have to do it, but um, they're gonna do it. I appreciate them getting it right. So. One of the officials actually noticed that you had two number 22s on the field at the same time. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that was our fault, but I can't get mad at the ref on that one. But, yeah, it's just odd things, but they, they, don't, they didn't recognize, uh, you know, how many guys are in the huddle that, that, that often, but, or if a guy's downfield at five yards when they're throwing the ball, but an old lineman. But uh, I'm not going to complain about refs because uh, I think they're bad for everybody. So it's a, it keeps it even. Hopefully there's no referees out there. They're all, all mad at us now. And no, I just I think it's a hard job. And, and obviously they, they get things wrong is why we brought the replay back, you know. So, um, and that's why people replay it up in the, in the, in the booth. And, um, but I, I don't know if I could even guess on some of the plays, the calls that they make. Uh, last question from Twitter. What can we as fans do to help the guys out and let them know we support and love them during this season? Well, it's been happening. I mean, our, our, our players feel it, and uh, they know it. And uh, we're, we're very thankful for the, all the fans that are there for us. And so um, we, we know that there's a, a, some critics out there, and, and there should be, right? We're not doing well, and, but I promise you these players play hard for the fans. And, and uh, a lot of them, like Adam Pulsifer, they grew up thinking about the day that they're going to play at BYU. And so they're taking advantage of, of all their opportunities right now. And um, and they're, they're being champs in the way that they're handling adversity right now. And uh, if anything, you can be mad at me as a coach for not getting it right and not doing things the right way. But these players, I promise you, they're doing everything uh, the way that they should be on the field and trying to do their best. And the effort's there, and uh, we as coaches need to make it work. Okay, we're going to sneak one more question in before the break because it's a food question. Okay. Uh, with the Thanksgiving month upon us, what food makes the meal? Everything. I mean, I, I, I like it all. So uh, it's just I just need a toothpick at the end. <laughs> turkey guy. Everyone's a turkey person, right? Yeah. I, but I mean, I like all the meat. So as long as there's gravy there and cranberry sauce. And so now I'm getting hungry. But um, bring all the meats. Yeah. And I'm, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a stress eater. So you can see I've gained weight during the season. So. <laughs> all right. That's uh, that's it for our Q&A for this week. Thank you, Kalani. And fans are back after this. Closing comments from the coach. This is BYU football with Kalani Satake. BYU Football with Kalani Satake is presented by Ken Garf Honda of Orem, a proud supporter of BYU and the Cougar community. We hear Cougs.
BYU at UNLV Friday night. On the radio, we've got a two-hour pregame show. The Cougar Countdown Show begins at 8.30 Eastern, one hour later. On BYU TV, C2K, Countdown to Kickoff. Watch the game on ESPN2. Listen to it on the radio and then postgame, get us on TV and radio. BYU TV and BYU Radio for all of your postgame coverage. Welcome back to our final segment of BYU football with Kalani Sitake. I, I keep saying we're going to squeeze one more question in. We're going to squeeze one more question in from Twitter. It came in from at Big Bluey, and it is, Coach, now you've already talked about stress eating. Coach, what is your method to reduce or release stress and try to stay balanced? Let's say beyond food. Is there anything else beyond food that you do to just yeah. get yourself right? People. I mean, fans and uh, friends and family. So that's, uh, that's, that's what it's about for me. You know, So they can bring me out any any issues that I'm having. So I, I rely on people and friends and uh, the fans. So I, I appreciate all the fans that have helped me get out of uh, any kind of uh, a, uh, any kind of bad mood that I may be in. Um, realize that I have a great job and, and uh, I just got to do a better job at it. Hopefully you leave here in a good mood each week. I think we have a fun hour together. Yeah, I get to hang fans. out with the fans and that's, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a good part for, of my week to hang out with fans that care about BYU and they can ask all the questions they want, and I'll try to answer as much as I can. There was a time when we called uh, Sam Boyd Stadium in Vegas at Lavelle Edwards Stadium South. A lot of road wins for BYU down there, bowl games in, in Las Vegas. I'm looking forward to Friday and seeing some BYU blue back in Las Vegas. Yeah, it'll be good, and, and I think uh, you know, it's a good time for our guys to, to group and uh, regroup and, and, and try to get a win. And like you said, the goal is to try to be aggressive and, and uh, find ways to score points and create uh, all kinds of miscues on defense and getting turnovers. Less than a minute left. Uh, what's going to be the, the team schedule with the game on Friday night this week? Um, I mean, all we did is shift everything up, and, and so we had a padded day today, and, and so tomorrow will be a uh, regular, like a 48-hour practice before the game, and, and then we'll travel Thursday and, and uh, be ready to go. Our guys will be ready, you know, and, and uh, they're going to play hard, and um, hopefully we get a victory. All right, good luck in Las Vegas Friday night. Appreciate you guys. All right, Thanks. we've got only two more Satake shows to go. Love to see you here in Studio C in our audience uh, next week. Spencer Linton will be hosting while I hit the road for some Cougar basketball. To request seats, go to BYUCougars.com slash Satake Show. We'll talk to you next Tuesday, 8 Eastern, 6 Mountain, for Adam Pulsifer and the coach. I'm Greg Grubel. This has been BYU Football with Kalani Satake. We're live in Studio C. We'll see you next Tuesday. And go Cougs! Beat the Rebels in Las Vegas.